Are you deprived, perhaps discombobulated, maybe even distracted? You want more from life, from relationships, from God. Whether you're in a season searching for purpose or perhaps know your purpose but feeling lackluster or lost in the execution of it, this podcast was created for you. In fact, this isn't just a podcast, it's a movement, and we're on a mission to find the lost, welcome them in, and launch them into their greatest destiny, fully found in Him and founded on the rock. This is a table for a multitude of marketplace ministers to come together for fresh revelation, resources, and revival. Get ready to catch the fire and live fully free, fully found. This is the Founder Collective. All right, y'all. I'm here with Brother Jay. I'm so excited to jump into this conversation. And we've been chatting offline before we press record. And it's all around agitation and conflict. And when we look with our natural lens and our supernatural lens on what's going on in the world, I mean, conflict is is a norm. Chaos is a norm. And here we are trying to have the peace of God that transcends all understanding to be still and know that he is God. And yet it's very difficult. This is not something we're like, we're sitting over here, Peachy King as founders founded on the rock and like, oh, this is all going great. I'm just over here building away. There's friction, there's tension, there's heartache, there's heartbreak. And especially on the journey to leadership and leadership is a, a destination, right? Or it's, or it's a process, not a destination because because it's a ship. If it's stopped, it's docked, and there's still an intention for it to be fixed before it can go back out and do what it's meant to do. And so I want to jump into the example, Jay, that you were sharing about the BlackBerry, because I think it's an epic just visual for the people who are coming into this conversation and to help us kind of take a take a jump start from there. Yeah, I was watching this. I think it was on TikTok, a video of this guy who always talks about planting and things like that. He's like, if you take a blackberry and you throw it in a blender with some water and you blend it for a few seconds and then you strain it, you'll get the seeds from it. But that's not just the final step. And I think that we go through the blender sometimes and we think that that's the final step, but it's not. So then he took some a paper towel and put the seeds on the paper towel and then put some dirt on it and then put the, uh, another paper towel on top of it then put it in foil then put it in the fruit refrigerator until it sprouted like the seedlings and then he took those seedlings and put it inside some dirt and then he put it the dirt uh put it in and then when it grew again then he put it in a bigger pot and then he put a bottle or he said put a bag or a bottle over it for humidity like so there was this this whole process of growing this thing and then he would have to plant it when it grew bigger he had to plant it into another pot and then it grew to the point to where it would now give you blackberries right and I think that that is a process that we go through a lot of times like April 9th uh 2023, me and Madeline celebrated 18 years of marriage, right? And I feel like that (laughs) representation of the Blackberry, the (laughs) the Blackberry has been our marriage. You know what I mean? Like we have gone through the blender. We have gone through all the the dirt. Like we've gone through it, right? And then at the end of it, we're like, man, I'm really happy I'm married to you. You know, like, I really like you. I'm really glad we decided to stay together. You know what I mean? But it's such a process. And I think that we're taught, uh, especially like in Westernized Christianity, it just Western culture, right? Sure. American culture, that everything should come faster. Yeah. And you don't have to wait for the process because we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have these iPhones and 
shoot even everything Google, is, right like the, it used yeah to be an everything encyclopedia. is so fast <laughs> yeah. access right i remember the days where i had to yep. pull the encyclopedia down <laughs> and I have to, yeah <laughs> what, what what does the word start with and i had to look for that one gosh it's so true in the library you know what i mean like it's such a different process and we think that everything comes fast but like what i do know is the things that taste better normally take longer to cook come on it's so good well i was thinking about if those seeds had feelings right Mm -hmm. and when we think about us through the process a majority of the time that we stop before maturation is because we feel a certain way come on seeds they're they're not they're doing the job anyway regardless of said emotion and i think that's where if we stay in that friction and conflict of like i don't this doesn't feel good i'm too cold in the fridge i'm too hot in this humidifier i'm too wet in this season it's too dry right now right there's all these pieces of our life that we waver through and the reason we don't stay consistent is because emotionally we can't handle it And so that's why I think emotional stability connected to what is mental health, what is these sealed, even accolades and opportunities, right? Like to be able to say you're married for 18 years, you had a lot of emotions in the middle of those days. I know for sure as a 10 years in that when I look to my husband now, I'm like, I don't just see that beautiful flower. I don't just see the blackberry bush, right? I see what it took to get the sweetness of what it is. Right now, right, and, and I savor it, it that much better. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, come on. It's so, so good, but understanding the fleeting emotions is often because of what society says, and like, well, how do you feel, right? And because we're asking how we feel, how do we know what? How the, How are we ever going to be constant? How are we ever going to be fully strong and courageous? If like, I don't know about you, but courage can be connected to an element of worry fear, confusion, chaos, right? And yet courage yeah. is what supersedes. And so there is a there is an, a knowing when that person was blending the seeds, doing this thing, there was a knowing of what the outcome would be. I think the problem with society and humanity is now we lack vision, we yeah. lack wisdom, we lack that forethought, that, that uh, apostolic anointing even within our churches. And we're, we're not allowing ourselves to stay rooted in today so that we can continue to, like you said, replant, unplant, restart, right? Every single time with new wisdom that we have. But I think that that, exactly, that is the very, that's the, that's the process. And I think that we forget the process. And so when something is going on during the process, like we get really, really uncomfortable and then we just quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could say that like I almost just like stopped trying to serve in churches and be around church people and things like that because I was so disappointed in the hurt that I was caused by the church. Right. Yeah. But then I look on the other hand is like if I look at the church as a human right like because that's what it really is like we we are the church and so like uh, we're messed up sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? I could say some things to somebody and really hurt their feelings because I don't always think about it. Like I'm just matter of fact. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know I hurt your feelings. They, they come back and be like, Oh, you really hurt my feelings. And I'm like, uh, it wasn't my intentions, you know what I mean? But it happened, but that wasn't my intentions. And so I think that we give up way too soon. 
and we have to stay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what, like, Jesus knew what was going to happen to him from the day he was born. And he could have decided to run away from it, and he didn't. And so if Jesus could stay and say, like, I'm going to be crucified, right? But that was for our sins. And so can I stay into something? Can I be the solid rock, right? Can I stand on him and complete the process? I think there's so much to say about that, this staying power, right? Mm -hmm. I've asked myself that a lot as a leader, like what's your staying power? Because the only reason and capability that I'm able to stay is one, the Lord tells me, you better stay right there. (laughs) You you don't change, don't waver. But we were just having this conversation earlier uh, connected to my team and like even the vision of FounderCon and creating a conference is like, there's so many details. There's so much that goes into it. And for most people, they want to draw away. They want the quick fix. And it was a quick fix conversation on what if we just spent a lot less money and we did it all virtual. Everyone's used to virtual. We can do that. We can maintain this building. We can maintain these ideas. And our new COO, she basically just threw me a new one. She's like, "Mm -mm." she's like, who told you that? And when I asked her that, like that question, I think about our father so often, like we run back up to it. My kids come up to me like, Hey mama, can I do that? And I'm like, where'd you get that idea? Cause that was not a God deposit. That actually right. isn't good. It's not safe. And it's not from God. Right. Who Those told the- you you were naked? <laughs> Who told you you were naked? There it is. <laughs> so when she asked that, I was like, Oh, whoa. I almost just gave up the entire process. I almost just gave up the friction and the conflict to be comfortable when I know that I know that I know the security of what has happened in the past, right? The Blackberry always is going to become a Blackberry if you put it through the process of planting. And the conference, it births baptisms and healings and new life and new ministry and marriages have been birthed out of that place. Why would you give that up if you know that's what's going to happen when you do the work in the seeding process? Come on. Come on. We give up our birthrights for some soup. (laughs) Yes. That's right. Come on. It's true. I'm hungry, right? It's a feeling. It goes back to feeling. It's a feeling. Gosh. And and, and it's not that it's not a valid. Sure. Sure. Yeah, like sure. Jesus we wept, have right? Emotion. We have yeah. these things, right? It's 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 valid, but those things don't stay. Those things don't stay. That's I true. Can be mad. I can be mad at my wife for like you know w- washing washing my shirt and putting it in the dryer, <laughs> and it wasn't the shirt that I wanted. Like that shirt needs to be hung up. It doesn't need to be put in the dryer, but. The other part of that is, is that she was dealing with four other kids running yeah. around. And so other she's rushing kids. around like trying to get up. stuff and thrown in the, in the, in the, in the dry. I'm trying to do this fast so I can make sure yeah. that the kid that just spilt their Cheerios and milk all over the floor, I can wipe that up. And I accidentally threw your shirt in the dry. Right? Like. Right. Right. Again, it goes back to what you said uh, as far as intention. Right. It wasn't my intention to shrink your shirt. We just spent $40 on it. I didn't want to shrink it either. You right? think I wanted to shrink the shirt? <laughs> Not my intention. Right. And so 
I, I think that it's really critical as people are processing, whether they're looking at this through the lens of leadership, whether they're looking at it through the lens of relationship or parenting, because this, this literally goes to a breath of all of those things. It's this knowing that we know emotions are of validity, but they are not the result of the outcome, right? If you let them become the result of the outcome, then you become the feeling. So yeah. somebody who feels depressed and that's all that they stay focused on is they now exist in a state of depression, right? Just because I feel depressed doesn't mean I have to sit in depression. Just yeah. because I sense anxiety over said scenario doesn't mean I have to then blanket the title of who I am as I am anxious. No, I am anointed. I am called, right? I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I am free and free indeed. And yeah. so when I think about that and what society does with our feelings, they validate our feelings. And that's not where validation comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, my mom, like, I don't, my mom, I don't care how you feel. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You ever had this conversation with your parent? Like, you know, and now I'm having those conversations because my kids are older. My oldest is 21. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're, I, don't, I don't care how you feel that that's not, that's not going to stay there. You know what I mean? They're, those are moments. There are moments in times. Like, don't give up your birthright for a feeling of hunger. Don't give up. Don't yeah. give up. Trust that process. Trust what the Lord is saying. And that's the thing. Like, sometimes the Lord tells me, this is what's going to happen. You're going to do this. And because I'm trusting that word that he said, then it helps me hold on for the rest of it. Because everything else that comes up after it really doesn't feel like what he said was going to happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's going to happen. You don't see this. You didn't see my bank account. Yeah. You didn't see I, I just, my tire just blew out. Oh, man. Now I got to change the battery in the car. I got to do this and do that. And he's saying, no, this is what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, the things just come through, it's and he so shows true. up. He shows up. I, I wrote this part of a song that says he shows up every time I call. Every time I call. The problem is most of the time I'm just not listening. Mm. Mm. Or you're calling on your emotions rather than calling on God. It, my stomach is growling way too loud, <laughs> and I can't hear nothing else. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And I think the friction that, again, is, is developing character so that when you get into said scenario, we've talked about this a lot about your music. Like me and Gary are always like so perplexed. We're like, wait a second. He needs to be like top of the charts. He needs to be across the globe. He needs to be doing all these things. But you actually were the one who came to us in the wisdom to be like, man, if I had taken that or if God had opened that door, or opened that stage or given me that opportunity in that season, I wouldn't be married. Right, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be in the places in which God truly had me called. Doesn't mean I'm not anointed to do those things. Yeah. But just like the seed, I can't put the seed in the dirt until the sapling has had that moisture and time to actually create and and develop. You can't right. do it too soon. It'll die there. Or am just I the searching same. more for the accolades and Ooh. the stages and the things like that, or I, am I searching to please God? So. And I think that I've given up, like, oh, I, not given up, not like like a given up thing, like, oh, I can't do this. It's more of like, man, I really want to please the Lord, right? And in that process, if I'm on a big stage or something like that, then that's fine. I, but pleasing him is the pinnacle. 
right? The pinnacle is not selling a hundred million records. The pinnacle is pleasing the Lord. Okay. Right. Do I reach the top and then I go to hell because I'm not listening to the Lord and I'm not being obedient to him and I'm not doing what he's asking me to do. I'm not being a good father. I'm not being a good husband. And I'm not saying that you can't do both. Right. Right. Absolutely. But when I'm striving after that more than I'm striving after the will of the father, that's when they switch places. Right. You know what I mean? And he has to stay on top. Last night, Jay, my success can't be the number one. As you're talking, I was teaching a, a mastermind last night to a bunch of people, um, faith-driven entrepreneurs, and we were talking about profit-bearing activities and what income-bearing activities, monetization, obviously, uh, could we be doing with, if I gifted them 90 minutes of time, what would they do with that time? And the, every single person, there was about 40 people on the call, every single person's time would have been spent differently. They all responded. Everyone's was different. And so to me, in that moment, I was having that personal revelation as you, you were just saying it. It reminded me again that if we shifted profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, to P-R-O-P-H-E-T, mm-hmm. what's a profit-bearing activity? One of the things in order to be a profit is the hearing. It's the nurturing. It's the relationship that's established in order for something to ever come out of it for you to be able to speak of God. The desire, right? My desire is of God and therefore I get to be a conduit of God. And that's the same thing for when it comes to the money generation. Here we are talking to people who are like, this is what they do. It's their business. Yes, money is a part of the livelihood of that, but is it? Because I found that the more, and let me just give you, I'll give you some examples of some of the things people did. Some people said, and I was like perplexed. I'm like, wait, you would nurture your partnerships. One person said they would start a parent group and they do not have a business that's about parents at all. And I thought, whoa, tell me more about that. And they said, I just see this struggle of people, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, and we can come together as parents. Think about all the people parents know. Yeah, it's networking, but think about the thriving that will happen in your community if they realize they're not the only one dealing with said scenario with their child. I thought, yeah. what? That's profit bearing right there. That's heaven. That's divine downloads of if you were gifted time, what would you do with it? And it just makes me realize that so often we're in that hustle, we're in that busy, we're in that, okay, profit bearing, that means money, that means I need to make another Facebook ad. No, maybe, but maybe not. Because if it's not God honoring and it's not in the will of God and you're doing it because it's a business plan strategy and not an eternal strategy, it's going to dry. It's going to dry rot right before your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think that we we intentionally seek after um, the acceptance of people instead of trying to please the Lord, right? Like lately I've been into this place, like even when I'm in the grocery store and this line is too long, like maybe I should sit in this line. Yeah. So that I can learn some patience and not have a bad attitude because I'm in this line and they don't have enough uh, lanes open in the store, right? Yeah. Like, or I, I can't go this way. I have to go the other way now because they shut off this road or there's traffic or something like that. Like I've been learning to understand where the, when the Holy Spirit speaks to follow, 
right? And like not have an attitude about it. Like there's a reason why the Lord is sending me to this other place instead of this one. This place didn't have what I wanted. So I have to go to this other place. And then I run into somebody that needed a word from the Lord. You know what I mean? And and so now in those positions, like when things don't work out, like I'm realizing like, oh, that's because the Lord is leading my steps, right? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we are, we are so stuck to our own plans yeah. that a lot of times we don't listen to his because we got everything planned out. I got everything in the time. I'm I'm such a schedule person. I am yeah, such a schedule person. Like <laughs> my wife is not, but I am such a schedule. If the schedule gets off by this much, I'm panicking. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you. two it's two minutes. What's <laughs> going on? Two more minutes. And the Lord is like just trying to teach me, like, I'm I'm in those delays. Yeah. I'm in them. Don't worry about it. And if you trusted me anyways, then why are you so not trusting? So you have to trust me. I'm in the delays. My brother was saying yesterday, he was telling his wife about what he did for work that specific day. And she was like, I was so perplexed. He said that he just went and he got coffee with five people and he just got five coffee orders and then he sat with five people and then his day was over. And I'm thinking that sounds so unaccomplishing. That sounds so boring. That's <laughs> terrible. How many coffee, did you drink coffee with all those people, right? Like the natural tendencies of things. Yeah. And he sat there and he was like, that's actually a light day. Usually I'm talking to 10, 15 people. And it was this process of like, it doesn't look to the outside looking in that you're generating anything in that moment. But the momentum, the compounding effect of creating relationships and developing intimacy with people, no different than the relationship that we've established as families over the last seven years. Like it wasn't a, oh, let's be in a podcast together. We just met each other. Nice to meet you. This is going to be an effective strategy to build our brand, to start our business. It was like, we have these rich conversations and people need to hear them. People need to be on the inside. They need to be a fly on the wall. And so this was a God-led experience, not a Tamara and Jay, start a mic, start a, you know, Anthony, let's go. You're good on the mic. No, it was so much more than that. Yeah. I was like, we need, other people need to hear these conversations. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like how many times have we walked away from a mic? Man, like, and it's not even what I love is like it's normally never planned out. Like we're okay. gonna talk about this. Like it happens the day of, and we're like, what are we talking about today? Like, what are you going through? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? You know, and then it becomes these conversations, which are like organic, just like in, in like that's how friends have conversations, yeah. anyways, right? And so it builds just something that we all need. We we all need these conversations. We all need to be able to sit down and talk and like verbalize what's going on in here. Like if that, if you never talk to your COO. Yeah, sure. I mean, a different path. Like, 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 what did the Lord tell you? She doesn't even say, this is my idea. She's saying, no, what did the Lord tell you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is probably one of my closest relationships is from that. Like me and Jesse, you know, me and yeah. Jesse are pretty tight. Yeah, we right? have to have him on the show. And he was, um, you know, going through some stuff. And I mean, like, like the dude lost every single thing that he had. Yeah. Everything. 
Yeah. And I and he was like, "What do you think? Like, am I?" And I'm like, "What?" I like, does it, it, I told him, "It doesn't matter what I think." I said, "What did the Lord tell you?" And he was like, "This is what the Lord told me to do." I was like, "So then I'm with you. I don't care if I got to pick you up every day. Hmm. If the Lord told you to do this, you do it, and I got you because the Lord told you." And you know, he's now he's married. Know. You know successful business. You know what I mean? I'm so like, much to oh. celebrate. It's, it's wild though, because in that current moment, right? It's like with Joshua, I'm, I'm in Joshua right now. And I was watching him from a leadership perspective, learning from him and the mistakes he made and the wins that he had. And it blew my mind. One of the first conversations that he had with the Lord after Moses had essentially gone to heaven, died, mm-hmm. was taken from this world. Um, the Lord told him, Today, I am going to make you a leader among nations. Today is the day that I'm going to anoint you, and everyone's going to know that I I did this for you, that I put this mantle on your life. And I thought about how often we have these personal revelations that the Lord has given to us, and what do we do with them in that moment? Because the very next thing that he did was he went to all of the Israelites, and he did not say, hey, God told me that I'm going to be your leader. He did not say, hey, God said, you guys need to listen to me because this is the direction that we're going and this is how this is going to happen. Because it became about, it would have become about Joshua at that point and his ability. He didn't say that. He said, hey, we're going to, he said, God is going today for you, do this for you on your behalf. He just was an agent in that moment. He was just a conduit in that moment. And it gave God all of the glory. One example of the many things that happened, but one of the other pieces to that puzzle was that the Lord did not reveal to Joshua every single next step until that other step was done. He said, come on, get here. Now I'm going to tell you what to do. Take this step, come into this emotion. Let's work through that emotion. Let me remind you who I am. And then I'll give you the next step. This happened over and over and over again. And it happened with Moses too, but that's just where I'm at right now. And I just immediately from that moment was like, whoa, Lord, first off, I need to slow down. I need to cement and build an altar at said step, right? I Mm -hmm. often just move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. And, And God needs an altar built in that moment, a memorial built to say, look what you've done to remind my team, look what he's done to remind the community, look where we've come from. Like Jesse built that literal altar for him and his bride at that moment. But yeah. you and me and Madeline and Gary, we're like watching from afar because we didn't get to be there. <clears throat> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but we, we got to see the pictures afterwards. And I thought, look at that altar. Look at yeah. that altar in that canyon. Like that is a forever sealed experience based on the emotional turmoil and distress of two people who now are coming together in union and come they're on. honoring God through it. Like so yeah. good. We overcome, right? Mm. It said, <laughs> by the word of our testimonies and the yeah, blood of the blood lamb, of the right? Land. Yeah. Like I think that that testimony, like we don't say it enough. Madeline and I did a podcast about marriage the other day. We were interviewed, uh, and it was, well, it was a couple of months ago, and it was released, Mm. like, right after our anniversary, and me and her were listening to that. And we got so many texts and phone calls, like, you guys were so transparent. Thank Mm. you for being transparent. Thank you for talking about this. Thank you for that. And we're looking at each other, like, what if we didn't, like, do this? Like, what if we didn't 
decide to stay here? What if we, that is, this is the altar. We're giving God the glory. It had nothing to do with us because we were both messed up. It was just us trusting in what the Lord was saying. You know what I mean? Because trust me, I wanted to leave a whole bunch of times. And the Lord was like, no, you are going to stay married. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> He's like, yes, you, are. you know, I'm like, okay, Lord. Okay. And, and, you know, now, now look what the Lord is doing. Yeah. And so that's, that's so important. Let's build those altars, you know, but they can't be altars to ourselves, right? right. Because no. altars to ourselves become idols. Well, the crazy thing is Joshua didn't even build that altar at the Jordan River. He didn't even partake in it. He, he didn't get to lay a stone. The 12 tribes of Israel laid the stone and represented in that space. And so he just watched the people who experienced the transformation. That'd be like me and Gary and Anthony and Morgan and Jesse and Davina building the altar for you and Madeline to re get remarried. Yeah. Never even thought of this, but my brother and his wife and my mom, people who have walked through their own marital situations, who are still walking it out with the Lord, built our altar. Mm. And they wow. got, because they got to see us in our pit, right? And now they get right. to see us at the altar. And Come what on. a, I never even thought about that until just now. I have another layer of gratitude. He might not That's have thought good. of it either, but I mean, come yeah. on. What if we ask people to do this on our behalf more often and not out of a, well, they don't have time, but out of a, let's glorify God in this moment. Look what he's done. Yeah, I think that that's so important. All right, quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the Founder Collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in Him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with Him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly Founder Collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast, talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. It's taking place in Washington, D.C., November 8th through the 11th. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. <laughs> He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, I don't want it just to be said at my eulogy. You know what I mean? I want people to tell me before I die.
like what I meant into their lives. And I want to tell people what they mean to me and in my life. And I mean, I don't want to have to do it at a funeral. I want, I want you give me my roses now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I just, I go back to that profit bearing activity. What if that 90 minutes that I was basically challenging them that they already have the 90 minutes, but they think that they don't is what if that 90 minutes was meant sailing, telling someone, thank you, or building an altar for someone else. Imagine what it would do for the people that they're connected to. That's the profit bearing kingdom, eternal activity, not external it's an internal gift that is creating eternal legacy. Serve. Come on. We have to. We have to serve. I was, Angelique, we were talking about that, like praying for people and stuff. She's like, you know, Dad, I was reading the Bible, and I was talking about when you pray, like, do it behind closed doors. You don't need to tell everybody else that you're praying. I'm like, right? Like, yep. I was. I think that's why intercessors are so important. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times these intercessors are praying for people and they don't even know that they're praying for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like intercessory groups. I love intercessory groups. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing to walk into one of those and just sit there and, man. So I'm like, I'm going to serve and I don't have to tell people I'm going to serve them. Yeah, that's good. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to be there. Mm what needs to happen. And I think that's what I really love about founder is that because like, you can tell like everybody from who has a microphone or does it like they all start when some that needs to be moved. Okay. I'll go grab it and help, you know what I mean? Pick things up, put things down, throw stuff out. Like it's such a collective group of servants. Mm -hmm. Cause we're serving the father and it doesn't matter if you're on platform or not. Like, you are still serving the Father. And that is the goal. Lord, how can I serve you to accomplish your will on this earth? So true. I remember hearing from Davina afterwards. And as someone who like, I I see such greatness in people, some things that they might not even want to ever do. I'm like pushing them. I'm like pushing them, pushing them. Yeah. And then they, I get to hear the testimony later of like, man, if you didn't do that, this wouldn't have happened, right? And it's not me because I I can't see that in my natural eye. It's all of God. But I remember seeing her like side stage at one point and I was like, man, I can't believe she's not up here talking. Like I should have had her up here talking. She should have been up here doing it a different way. And later I talked to her about it and she's like, girl, I don't want, I don't even want that. She said, I was doing what I was called to do. And she gave me this whole new fresh perspective and lens on things that even as the person who likes to like orchestrate and put everything together for the experience, I had missed holes and she filled a gap that I didn't even know to even think about. And she was talking about the spiritual demonic and the spiritual angelic and being at war on behalf of the spiritual realm in the room. And I was like totally taken back because I'm like, holy cow, I didn't, that's the most important thing. (laughs) What was I thinking? Right. But you can get stuck again. We can get stuck in the natural of what's transpiring when God's like, I see you and that's amazing, but it's actually about the supernatural thing that I'm having you do in this moment that's going to change legacy, that's going to change lives, that's going to change history for people. Yeah. Let's go. You got to know your <laughs> gifts, though, in order to be able to do that, right? Because Yeah, you got to know who you You showed are. up to, like, come serve, and I'm like, 
<clears throat> can you can you not do that? You're actually not helping me. You're causing chaos, Jay. Stop what you're doing. So knowing what that role is and having sight and vision connected to the other person, right? And that, again, takes yes. intimacy and it takes access. What do you need? You don't have to even ask me because you know me, right? Yeah. But if somebody else didn't, they would come in and start messing things up. And I think that's where relationships established to said you know, mission, right? We're on mission together here. If yes. I didn't know what that outcome was intended for, I don't know how I'm supposed to serve. Ooh. So we have to vocalize as leaders first to ask for help, right? Because we're terrible at that. But also showing where your vulnerability and your weaknesses are. If I don't ever do say that, I would not have helpers. I wouldn't be able to. Last year, I was way better at asking for help than I was the year before. Because I realized yeah. I had ego connected to not asking for help. And it put me in a problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely like, yeah, that's definitely an issue I run into. <laughs> well, you like, build stages all the time. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to ask. I, I know, I know. I'll but do you, it myself. I think it from like your worship ability, from your setting a stage and from a musical element, like you could do the stage by yourself. You could play keys. You get, But then when you start to invite the ensemble and you're not doing it from a place of like, hey, I can't pay you this weekend, but you want to come? You want to come play? You want to create this sound of heaven with me? Yeah, yeah. And people know it's in their gift and it's in their talent and it's in their capacity and they say yes. The things that happen and shift in the atmosphere are way be bigger than any dollar sign. Profit uh -huh. bearing activity. Let's worship. Uh Bearing activity. Let's go. I love that. Profit bearing activity. Right? Changes my whole mind. My whole mind is blown on business today. Profit bearing yeah. activity. Come on, man. It's oh, good. Man. And it's sometimes so that's establishing conflict, which is where we started, right? Yeah. It could be a profit bearing activity to do something hard. It doesn't, yeah. it's not going to be fluid all the time. Yeah. There's victory. Like I I, I help this group, you know, um, I've probably been helping them for about three, four months now. Yeah. And I can start to see them like doing well, but now we're in this thing where there's some agitation going on. Right. But I'm like, and I was talking to one of the leaders and they was like, well, this is going on. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. And they're like, yeah. what? I'm like, it's good. You know what I mean? I was like, you never know what the issues are until you start seeing a leak somewhere. So good. Right? Like, you don't, you see a leak. And then the problem is, is that it is our responsibility once we see the leak to do something about it. If we don't do something about it, then more damage happens. So I'm not afraid of the leak. Mm. I'm afraid of uh, the laziness not trying to fix it. Ignoring the leak, right. Because then that becomes yeah. a bursted hole, right? And then you're, there's yeah. nothing you can do with the boat once the hole is completely there, right? It's going to sink. So the agitation is there to yeah. show us something. That's so And good. let's do something about it. You know, it's okay. Let's do something about it. Oh, and, that, and that's when you thank the Lord. Like, thank you, Lord, for showing me this. Come on. Okay. Now, Lord, like you said in the steps, like you got me to this step. So I know you're going to get me to the next step. So now I'm not so agitated to where I give up. Now I'm more into like, okay, now this is a step that's going to take us to where you were saying. And eventually we're going to have blueberries. Yes. Well, I mean, and sorry, it makes me think all the above, probably, maybe, but it makes me think <laughs> of like, 
the piece of the puzzle of perspective changes when you look at it like that because now instead of it being broken, instead of me having these fleeting emotions, instead of me approaching said scenario with things that are not of Jesus, anger, you know, um, quick responses or reactions that I shouldn't have. Uh, I mean, I could think of a thousand, but anger was the first one that came to mind is understanding <laughs> that you can come to it with that perspective or I can say and look at it from the spiritual realm and be like, oh, this this person's not even mad at me. They're dealing with an issue with their husband. They're dealing with an issue with their kid. And I'm just the easiest target in this moment. It changes everything about said leak because now I'm looking to help solve and heal with a healing bomb that I don't even have complete understanding of, but that eyes of Jesus are seeing. And that's how we become a servant leader in that moment. Cause I'm not there to fix you. I'm not there to fix the scenario. I'm there to love. And love will heal it. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's really, I'm like, I see that, I just see like that cup, right? And like the different people, like whenever holes would happen or leaks would happen in my life, sometimes as leaders, we think that we're the ones responsible to hide that right? Let me just stand in front of this hole. Okay. Now I've got a finger over here, a big toe over here. I'm walking this hole over here, right? And I look like a crazy person. And eventually someone notices and they're like, you're going to burn out. What's going on? What's wrong? And you break. And so it's not a matter of us trying to be the ones to fix everything. And that's why I think vulnerable leaders, authentic leaders who are like, I'm tired. I need help. I need a break. It allows you to have people come in and do what they naturally want to do, which is to serve you. Not because they're serving you. They're serving God by serving you. Yep. Yep. So good. And you got to know that. You got to know, like, I'm serving the Lord. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and that assignment's not done until the Lord says it's done. Hmm. I served under a leader and didn't agree all the way 100% with everything, but I served until the Lord said it was time to be done with it. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. You know? And in that, like, even in the hurt and the stuff like that, like, I realized, like, just the freedom that I had even in that learning process. Hmm. Yeah. Well, cause it wasn't about that person. Right. It was about the Lord everything. building me. You know what I mean? And it's okay. And I, and I, and I learned like, I have to appreciate what, what that leader did for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that we do that. that we don't, we, we get so mad and so irritated and we walk around in the fence and bitterness so much. And the Lord is like, I'm just trying to see, I'm trying to get you to see me mm. in this. Look at me. Look to the hills from which come with your help because your help comes from the Lord. Yeah. Jay, it actually makes me have this visual of you like at this really long table and you were sitting at like near the end, but not at the end. And when your time was up, the Lord just graciously as the gentleman that he is, he just kind of pulled your chair out and was like, okay, I have somebody else needs to take this chair, just taps you on the shoulder like, I need you to go. And he actually repositioned you to the head of the table. He did it in your home. He's done it in your job, in your business. He's done it through your music. He's like, I need you to take authority in this place. You're now equipped to lead all of these people versus before you were the one being led. 
and your ideas were sound. It wasn't like the the friction sometimes and the tension between people who are both visionaries isn't because one is wrong and the other is wrong. It's because you guys are trying to create something when God's like, I ordained both of you. We're body of Christ. I've got a right hand and a left hand. That Surprisingly, they can yeah. do a lot of the same things, but not all the yeah. same things, right? And that's what makes them different. And so I think about that for you and just like you being at this, the head of the table and making now opening the chair and giving people space to come sit at your table so that you can lead. And one day they're going to get up and I'm experiencing that right now in my business. She's, she's someone's getting up who's been at this table for five years and I'm, I didn't take offense. I was actually ready. The Lord had already spoken to me that it was going to happen too, even though hearing it still hurt, not hurt. It still was like, okay, this is actually, this is real. What am I going to do? We were getting together all the time. But I already see that chair being filled and I also already see her taking the chair. And isn't that what we're supposed to do as leaders? You're supposed to be leading them somewhere. If you're always just leading them back to your table, it's about you and not about God. Whoa. Some leaders need to hear that one. You need to take that clip and post it everywhere. <laughs> it's coming at you. Reels, Instagram, TikTok. Let's go. That no, one's I just, that's right there. That's a nugget right there. That is a big nugget right there. If it's if you're getting upset, it ain't about you. Come on, man. You make it about you, not about God. Yep, yep, yep. And that's so funny. Like that table reference. Uh, Davina was talking to me the other day, and she had a dream that I was at these tables. When wow. she was, I was getting up, and I was going to these tables. We were all sitting at the same table, and then I'd get up, and I kept going to different tables wow. and she was like it's, they didn't sit at the same table with me they were always a couple of tables back but they were seeing me move from table to table from table to table Ooh. into a huge platform and so I'm like wow and so then you just said that and oh, I was nice. thinking about like when we were talking about the blackberries and how the guy had to take the seedlings and keep transferring them to different pots mm. to bigger pots but if you don't transfer to bigger pots then you don't grow. Mm, it's good. It's really good. So, Gosh, I got Holy uh, Spirit chills on that one. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. See, those are the things when you get to share them out loud, we get to share them with somebody. It doesn't matter. Out loud doesn't mean it has to be recorded, but yeah. you get to, this is a, this is an altar moment. Right? Yeah. And it's an altar moment, not necessarily because that thing has come to fruition, but it's an altar moment to say, I remember when you said, and yep. it's a confirmed promise thereafter to be like, man, this is a point. That's a moment. It's really good. It's really good. Well, I can't wait to sit at your table, bro. Yeah, Eat some of those chicken wings you make. <laughs> you know what's happening. Let's go. I think we might do some brisket too. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Oh my gosh. Y'all, we love having you here on the inside of these intimate conversations from really good friends living really different lives. But we always come together because we love the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that and so excited to see you all, hopefully in person in Raleigh, North Carolina here soon. You guys can check out thefoundercon.com and uh, you'll see Jay's pretty face there. You'll see Madeline hopefully will come this year. That'd be a, such 
such a gift and all the other people that you love in the Founder Collective. And if you're interested in, in getting your voice heard or sharing something around the lens of being a founder on our show, we would love to have a conversation with you and see if you guys too want to take a mic because this is a collective. This is a table. This isn't about us. It's about what the Lord is doing through his kids and uh, you're invited. So we love you. Have an awesome day and uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel too if you haven't done so.